This episode of UK Low Carb Podcast is sponsored by Deliciously Guilt Free. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone and welcome to UK Low Carb. I'm really honoured to have a series with my good friend, Dr. Jenna Wynn. Hi everyone, so pleased to be here. Yeah, we're hoping to tempt you all to come along, interest you to come along to the first International Food Addiction Conference on May the 20th in Bristol as part of the the annual PHC Public Health Collaboration uh, Conference. So yeah, we're going to be doing a series on food addiction, sugar addiction. We might have that debate about what to call it and it's going to be great. Excellent. So join in each week where Jen and I will be going through different topics to do with addiction and at the end you get to ask your questions in a live Q&A as well. So without much further ado, let's get on with the show. Hi everyone, uh, this is our penultimate episode. I'm so pleased that Jen and Wynn has been on the show for the last few weeks and we've been going through food addiction in particular, but also talk about a bit about addiction generally and how that relates to our food choices. And just to let you know, this is all tying into the fact that on the 20th of May, uh, Jen Unwin is throwing the first throwing. She's having, shall I say, it's not a party. She's holding the first uh, conference on food addiction. It might be a party too. There you go. Uh, A liberating party from addiction. Um, And of course, there'll also be a live that we'll have on the 10th of May where you can actually come and ask Jen Unwin any question you like. So that is on the 10th of May, uh, which is actually today. This is coming out, this episode. So tonight at 8 p.m., if you just uh, go onto the Facebook group, UK Low Carb, there's a link there to that live meeting where you can then ask Jen Unwin anything you like. Um, and if you're not on Facebook, you can just email me, dan at uklowcarb.com, and I'll happily send out that link to you. And the final thing I'll say is if you leave a review for this podcast, uh, and send me an email or put it in the Facebook group with your review, then I'm giving out five tickets to the first five reviews I get to help people who uh, maybe wouldn't be able to get to the conference uh, financially uh, just to help you guys out there. So welcome back, Jen, for our final episode in the series for our live. It's been a great experience to, to have this time with you. And I was going to ask you, what are we discussing today? Yeah, so we've been through, like, how do I, how do you identify if you've got a food addiction problem? We went through the craved sort of screening we in the second week talked about um how is it that food certain foods can be addictive what's going on in the brain uh, and understanding how foods have hijacked our brain it's it's not our fault um and then last week we went through well you know what <laughs> what should f- uh, people with food addiction sort of you know eat and eat and not eat how can they sort of tailor tailor their program to to themselves and then really this week is is more about beyond the food because we've got that sort of addict brain and because of the environment that we live in, we need to work quite hard and sort of be, <laughs> be on guard, if you like, and work every day to sort of keep, <laughs> keep going, keep in recovery, uh, keep eating how we want to eat and living the life we, we want to eat. So, so that's, that's more what we're going to be talking about more broadly today. Fantastic. Okay, then. So um, this hopefully at this point should, if you've been following the series so far, and if you haven't, guys, I recommend you go and listen back to them. Hopefully this should be a bit of a journey, like Gemma's saying there. And I feel like for me, this has been a really huge personal journey because I do identify as having addictive 
problems around food. Uh, and I think, you know, trying to change our food environment is a key thing to that. But also, how can we live with this? Because you can't deny it, can you, Jen? You've got to you've got to acknowledge it and then live with it so that it doesn't become a problem for you anymore. Uh, and you can be free from that problem. But but you have to realize it's always going to be there, isn't it? Addiction doesn't just disappear. You might not feel that the, the impact of the addiction. However, you have to be very careful that it doesn't just suddenly come back. A bit like type 2 diabetes and remission. It's always in the background. So you can't just suddenly one day go, and eat Soleros and think you're fine. Um, you know, you have to just be very aware of how to live with this and put it in its place. So, um, yeah, take completely, it away, Jen. Yeah, completely correct. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a chronic condition. We've got that. Our brains have been wired um, in that way, and that's still the case. We're just trying to make some new connections. We're trying to sort of learn new behaviours and tread those paths so they become more habitual. But we do have to... Uh, keep on keep on practicing that so just to explain why and some people will have experienced this they've maybe been on plan for for months you know like uh i think we were saying one of the earlier episodes they've lost a lot of weight you know they really feel they've kind of nailed it and then all of a sudden bam and then off again and the and the, and the, the weight's going up again so we talked about um in episode two how the brain down regulate so when we eat sweetie carbohydrate foods we get this big boost in dopamine brain not so keen on that so over time it knocks out a few receptors yes yeah yeah so when when we then do uh our sort of recovery eating we're not eating sugar and carbohydrate anymore yeah so the brain is growing its new receptors back because it's trying to hoover up all the dopamine it can find because the dopamine's suddenly gone a bit low and that's why when we first give up sugar, we feel a bit flat and miserable. I don't know if yeah. anyone remembers that. Right. So over time, the brain then is growing all these new receptors. Yeah. So it's super ready to receive dopamine, which is a great thing, because if you do something you're proud of at work or you do some exercise or whatever, you'll get that dopamine boost and you'll feel great. If you should slip up at Christmas and eat a massive wodge of Christmas cake, you've got all these dopamine, all these extra dopamine receptors ready. And what happens? You eat the Christmas cake and it's like a kind of euphoric moment. You get a massive right. high. And of course, that that drags your primitive brain right back into the, the addiction. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be as bad as it was before and maybe even a little bit worse. And that's why we say right. it's doing press-ups in the background. But that's why. It's because your brain's rebalanced. It's ready to soak up all this lovely dopamine. If you go back to the old behaviors and give it the sugar boost, you get this, you know, it's kind of amazing. But then soon it isn't amazing again, and you go back into that cycle of... So that ex that's to explain to people why it's so easy after a long time when you have something you can you can get drawn back into it um right. and that can take i i remember christmases where i'd been amazing up to christmas <laughs> i'd have something at christmas and i'd be struggling off and on till till may to 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 get back you know really to oh where we've all been there jen well i can't say all of us but i've been there for sure so i had an october where i went to africa for a job that i was doing the food was yeah. carby i came back and I'd start eating carbs again. And then I made the justification because it is like a voice, you know, I, I'm not saying I believe in the devil necessarily, but it's a bit like having the devil on your shoulder mm -hmm. saying, 
but Christmas is around the corner, Dan. Like, and so I, that would justify almost a quarter of the year written off. And then we had to go to a wedding in February. So, like on on New Year's, my New Year's resolution was I'll start low carbon keto after the wedding in February. I mean, it's it's just crazy when you think the, the, crazy, the dialogue this, you have with yourself. It's great what you're saying, and we need to be aware of the sort of addiction side of us that's sneaking and pushing us around to do these things. You know, yeah. oh, what, what does it say to us? Mine says, well, you know, two squares of chocolate, you can handle it. Or, you know, it's Sunday, you know, going to start again tomorrow. Or, um, you know, you've you've deserved it. You've earned it. These are you've all the time. You need to be you've maybe like rewarded and, and cared for with the food. I mean, that's a, well, a very, very simple narrative, but it does. It does yeah. what's going on in our head sometimes, doesn't it? It does. So recognizing those thoughts is a big part of recovery and being able to sort of challenge them. You know, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I know I can't eat just two. I've tried it a million times. It never works. So you can just thank you, but no, not today. Um, So, so that's, that's one part of it. The other is obviously, um, oh, there's so many, so many things that are, are good for us to do. Keep our environments really clean. We're so cued by seeing things, you know, take take all the take all the things off your phone that are to do with foods that you don't want to be eating because you know you see ads from mcdonald's or whatever it is that was your particular drug food it's going to start the dopamine going it's going to start the the cravings we try and always record things or or watch things on demand on the telly we don't want to watch all the food adverts on the television we fast forward through them yeah. Don't bring things in the house if you don't want to eat them. If they're in the house, you're probably going to eat them. Don't listen to the little voice that says that they're for the grandchildren and then they're on the side and you actually eat them before the grandchildren come around yeah. and you have to go out and buy some more. They don't need, they don't need this stuff either. Uh, there's another thing we perhaps talk about a bit more on the live is, you know, the, the damage that the, the, food, the, the food environment is already doing to our young people and uh, you know, we're just we're just making another whole generation of, of food addicts. Yeah. So so clean up, clean up your uh, environment, basically. Um, yes. So over time, we're trying to rebalance the brain. We're trying to use our frontal lobes to outwit this primitive part of the brain. So we're going to keep the house clean of stuff. We're going to take our own food to work. Uh, or if we're traveling, you know, this is all standard low carb stuff, isn't it? You know, is how do you? Yeah, but you... it's it's embarrassing that you're saying it, and I'm listening, thinking I've done that. I've done this thing where I've been in a situation where I've set myself up to fall on my face because I've not eaten, and it's like four in the afternoon, and then yes. there's a bad choice, and I can almost tell myself, well, what choice did I have? You know, hands up, I'm the innocent party here. I was held yes. hostage by the situation, but that's nonsense. You know, if I just the night before packed yeah. the food in the lunchbox and had it there i could have eaten whenever i was hungry and that would have been the end of it but you tell yourself the nonsense narrative it's just it's embarrassing hearing that and thinking i've done that yeah, too many we've times all, we've all done it we've all done it yeah so planning ahead you know if you're going to i mean the, the main difficulty for people is kind of social events you know we don't want to be rude we don't want to be weird we don't want to be, but yeah. you have to have some conversations to, to, to be able to manage these things so you know if if I'm going to someone else's house, I mean, lots of people know us now, don't they? So they they know it's no surprise to them. We're not going to eat carbs when, when we get there. Um, but I would often take something that that's good for me, you know, a charcuterie platter or, um, you know, whatever it is. I'll take it with me. So there's I know that there's, there's going to be food or 
it's not uncommon for me to eat some protein and fat before I go to something like that because there's nothing yes, worse than yeah. being a buffet and being hungry and then being yeah. sabotaged uh, sabotaged by I've it. done that as well. I, I kind of the fat and protein has got me through a lot of situations like that because you really see the food that they I'm going to an event tonight and uh, there's there's food provided and a few weeks ago I had to eat the milk. There's nothing I could have done if I said to myself. So now I literally just do what you're saying. I just eat some bacon before I go and then their food is an optional extra and if it's not for me it's not for me. But at least I'm not seeing it as an essential meal in my day and I'm hungry and I'm I'm missing yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so we do need those planning skills, but we, we also need those social skills, don't we? When somebody literally puts a plate of, of um, home-baked cupcakes under your nose, <laughs> what are you, gonna, yeah. you need to practice beforehand. What am I going to say? You know, at work, I used to say, oh, don't they look great? I, I, I love things like that, but they don't love me. So yeah. I, you know, I yeah. did, I just don't feel good when I, when I eat things. I'm so sorry, you know, they look beautiful and thank you so much for offering. Da, da, da. You just need a form of words that works for you so that you're, you're not, you're not just going to be pressurized into. So there's, there's all of that. And that takes a lot of practice and um, self-compassion, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also, let's go back to, to dose that we talked about in episode two. <laughs> so dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, we, we we need them. They what give us sort of happiness and balance in, in life, motivation, enjoyment, and so on. And how are we going to get them beyond the food? What kinds? Of, you know, we need to learn to, as you say, reward ourselves, comfort ourselves, make lives meaningful with without that being all around the food. So, the the number one thing that gives you all of those is. Um, some sort of movement or ex or exercise and I used to hate oh I used to like hide to get out of PE I literally did or I took <laughs> up the clarinet so I didn't have to do it so but I've learned over the years to do regular to find something that I enjoy I do boot camp with other women it's hilarious and I uh, go running with with David running loosely joggling uh, or walking we like as well so find something that you personally like and you f and find a way to get it in your daily routine. If you can do it outdoors, all the better because you get then the advantage. You get more serotonin if you're exercising outside because of things you know, the mel the lights, the melatonin. It's sort of resetting your body clock. If you can do something with other people, you get the oxytocin, the closeness thing. That's me with my other women at the boot camp. We have we have yep. a laugh as you can imagine to get the oxytocin. Obviously with with exercise, you get endorphins. We've talked about the runner's high, but, you know, any any sort of exercise is going to re release endorphins. Dopamine, you feel you've done something, you've achieved something, you've kind of ticked it off on the day. So if you want, want some, one thing that hits everything, <laughs> some sort of exercise. Yoga's amazing as well. Yoga's uh, so much evidence for yoga and brain health. Um, well, can I just stop you there for a minute? Because I go to the gym and Bethesda suggested last summer we do a yoga lesson. Um, I, oh, my word. I got there and there's a room. We're a late first, which isn't great. And there's a room full of people with their on their hands, with their legs up uh, akimbo, like in the air, kissing their buttholes. And I was like, what the hell's happened? Well, literally, I was like, what is going on here? And I tried to keep up. And oh, my word, I almost turned yeah. myself inside out. But, but I think you're right. I think just jokes aside. I, I probably want to try yoga because that stretching is so important, isn't it? And especially yeah. in this day and age where we're like sat down quite often and not moving as much yes. as we used to. 
keeping your body supple and moving is really important, isn't it? Really important. And it's also got that sort of mind-body connection thing going on. So we come, <clears throat> become more aware of our bodies and more mindful of what's going yeah. on for us and the yeah. emotions and so on. And that's really important as well. So we're not hijacked by uh, unexpected emotions. So, yeah, so, so, so dopamine, yeah, is kind of, you know, having projects, doing things, ticking them off. Um, oxytocin is the closeness thing. So pets, stroking your pets, holding your partner's hand when you go for a walk, uh, having a hug, you know, all of these closeness sort of things. Uh, serotonin. Yeah, we've said exercise, uh, being outdoors, um, yoga, very good for serotonin. Uh, you know, this anything you find relaxing, gardening, singing, <laughs> all of these yeah. things are great. And think, think caveman and think evolution what are the kinds of things that we were sort of designed to do and those are going to give you these these feel-good brain hormones and trying to make it a habit to put these things uh in your in your week um pretty soon we're bringing out a journal so there's fork in the road book i've mentioned so probably a little bit too much endlessly uh no, there's, you mentioned it too much jen mention okay, more mention more well, there's going to be um, a, a journal soon a, a diary so day to day you can record all of these things, your food and the things you're doing for dose and all that in, in, oh, a, in, a, in that's, a journal. I love that. Do you and know there's um, the book? I'll just say anyone who comes to the conference will be getting the beta version so you can test it for us. You'll get a free one in your in your pack. Anyone who comes to the conference, wow. you'll get a free uh, journal to test out for us and let, let me know if it's useful or if we need to improve it in any way. That's amazing. Do, do you know the book called The Chimp Paradox? Have you heard of that? Yes, and it's perfect for us addicts because the chimp yeah. is the addiction talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, but what's interesting, I was talking to a guy from the team um, who works with uh, as it uh, Steve Peters, the author, and they brought our book a bit like you were saying there. They brought our practical guidebook in the same way because he said it's one thing to understand this stuff and read the book, but actually applying it to you is a whole different ball game. And actually, we realised that people didn't know how to make it work for them and i thought that's exactly what you just said there with your book that's a great idea so you could actually monitor and look back on it and understand um yes and actually and, there's and, a quote it's, oh, it's a lifelong it's a lifelong journey isn't it and yeah. you know how do, yeah. how do you learn to ride a bike by falling off so your best teachers are going to be these moments when you had all the best intentions like you say you went you went you went to a a thing you had all the best intentions for that day but in that moment you slipped up but what you've learned is right i need to take food with me <laughs> so that yes, doesn't happen yeah. I've, I've learned and i've moved on i've forgiven myself it's not my fault i'm 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 just learning from those mistakes and those those wobbles yeah fantastic coast also says well i know people who listen to the podcast i do say this quote quite often because i absolutely love it and it's it's taught me a lot about um the way i look at myself and, and the way i think now so th this is a, a guy called rory sutherland i learned this from and i think he's quoting somebody else he said we think our brains are the oval office when in actual fact they're the press office and i was like oh that really hit me because i suddenly realized yeah actually sometimes i'm doing things without really thinking it's a it's an impulse it just happens and then i try to post justify it and rationalize it in my brain so and explain it to myself as to why it happened when in actual yeah. fact i'm not really in control and so i think one of the biggest things for me is to buy time so i find that 
if mm. I'm getting this craving or something happening, I try to, instead of just letting it just happen straight away, I try to slow things down. And one of my things I did in the past is accountability with somebody and to say, right, I'm just going through this right now. I just want to let you know. And even if they didn't see it or answer, I've just had to do that bit first. Or people I know have like put a message on the door and said, if you've got that feeling, go to the fridge door. Now go and do this the other thing first and yes. come back in the two minutes time whatever and the yes. slowing down the process means that your rational brain has got time to come in rather than the instant kind of reactionary brain which just does what it wants when it feels like it absolutely yeah Heidi and I talk about elbowing a, a space in between the craving and the, and the action yeah so stick something on the fridge which says you know go and walk around the garden <laughs> yeah, don't open yeah. the door kind of thing um yeah we've our groups all have a whatsapp group where they can message each other and say you know talk me down i'm in the crisp aisle or whatever it is yeah, um, yeah. Uh, absolutely so we can you know we can we recognize when those things are happening and we have a, another choice it's not just that automatic response to the chip i love that about the press office we use another one which is like you're riding an elephant basically so you have a little bit of control you know the, the elephant's slightly trained but if the elephant sees something it wants you know over the you know behind that particular tree it's taking you with it there's nothing you can do to stop it <laughs> yeah yeah so, and then yeah, but was, then the worst thing is you then say to yourself yeah that's that is what i wanted you know because you're wanted, like yeah. that's what i wanted why did i want that and why and i should feel bad about that and i'm such a bad person and i think that's the thing all that cycle happens from that and i think acknowledging things slowing it down if you can is, is really yeah. important and strategies are really essential aren't they for this because yeah. you know I think as long as you realise there is no end goal, it's it's a process you're working through yes. and living through. That's the essential thing. That's the essential thing. We, we you know, we, we we're doing this for life. We're getting better at it, but you know, we'll probably never get to the ultimate destination, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We're just going in the right direction. It's a fork in the road, Dan. <laughs> there you go, and it's a choice every time, isn't it? I, I find. Yes. I just want to say this as well because I realise that your, your time is short. But um, there's a guy who came on the show called Steak and Iron on Twitter. He's called Daniel oh, yeah. Wiseman, and he and he said, I love what he said once. He said, "I don't think fruit ever made anyone fat." He said, "However, it might have just been for some people the trigger." that led to the next food choice being less optimal and then the one after that being less optimal. And it's actually the pattern of food you've got to look at, not the individual thing. So your pattern might be triggered by fruit in some cases or nuts in others or sweetness in others, but it's not just that thing that makes you have the weight issue. It's the fact that it starts a behavior cycle, which then spirals out of control. And I thought, wow, that's so true. That's exactly it. And I think identifying it, slowing it down is everything. You can always track back in time. So, yeah, you know, why why did you make that bad choice at that meeting, let's say? Uh, that's because, you know, like you should have prepped the night before. You can always go further back in time to say, when did that problem actually start? Yeah. It wasn't at the point where you pick up the donut. Um, it was, you know, there, there'd been there'd been thought processes, other things have gone on, you know, that you could have, you could have the stopped. The bad sleep the night before, the, you know, all those exactly. little things. You had sleep, you know, you had an argument with somebody, it's Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. Brilliant. So just to remind everyone then, so on the 20th of May uh, is the first uh, of these addiction conferences that's going to happen in Bristol. So if you want to get tickets, uh, actually, where's the best place to go and get their tickets from, Jen? Um, the Public Health Collaboration website, www.phcuk.org. 
click on conference and then the, all the tickets will come up. But if, you, if you're if you coming to this date, May the 20th um, is the Friday. You want the ticket for that day and you can add in the, the dinner if you want and then you can schmooze with all the speakers. Fantastic. And actually, you know what? A huge part of this day is the fact that you're going to be there with like-minded people who you can actually really support each other as a community. And I think if there's anything I've realised, like the clubhouse that you do, Jen, um, and the clubhouse room and also things like this podcast, you kind of you get to listen and you get to learn. But I think Clubhouse works for this, certainly. But this event as well, you get to mix with people and and share stories and and help each other along the way. So it's a community thing, isn't it? Bringing people together. Um, And like I say, you can go get your tickets or you can get a free ticket by leaving a review. And the first five that I get, I will uh, give out the tickets to those people. And finally, tonight on the 10th of May at 8 p.m., we have our live conversation with uh, Jen. So if the link is actually in the UK Low Carb Facebook group, I'm sure Jen can share it in, in, in her groups and whatnot, and I'll share it too. And it'd be great to have you there um, because we'd love to have you as part of the conversation. So um, I just want to say a massive thank you to you, uh, Dr. Jen Unwin, for your time. It's been a real pleasure and a privilege for me. Um, the reason I run a podcast, everyone, is because I really want to meet amazing people, whether that's sharing their own personal story whether it's someone like Jen who not only shares a personal story but also shares her expertise. And I really hope it helps people like it helped me. So thank you so, so much, Jen. It's a pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And I'll see you in person on the 20th. See you there.